Can y'all hear me now? I'm <laughs> getting like Jessica. Jessica, I'm not trying to steal your thing. I just want to know if y'all can hear me. It has taken me the last 20 plus minutes to figure out what is wrong with my mic. It still may be an issue, but I at least wanted to try again and get God the glory and not succumb to the stress and the inconvenience of uh, technology issues. So I'm going to wait a minute for someone to tell me if I'm clear or not. And if not, we will try again, y'all. I will go buy a new laptop if I have to, because I'm going to get this message out. Oh, thank you to my diamonds. I see you. They say sound is better. Thank you, Tiffany, um, executive producer of Hustle and Shine, for jumping on uh, in the back office and helping me figure out the sound issue. I so appreciate it. I just have to take a minute and give God glory because the enemy mad at me. Y'all don't understand like what took place this weekend and hearing the testimonies of the attendees in the gyms who have stories to tell and who want to write with us. And, um, you know, the people who were free from gym class, Tiffany inspired women um, to really be careful on how we're talking to others and ourselves, especially those that we are called to raise and nurture. Uh, that was Tiffany Matthias, also known as the Phoenix. And then Tiffany Bethia taught us to heal the inner child, the little girl inside of us who still hurt so that the woman can emerge. Um, Vanessa taught us to like live unapologetically. And then Mel anchored the gym class by teaching us how to tie our passion and our talent together to honor God. And so I'm like big mad. He's big mad. And that's why my sound was jacked up. That's why my head is pounding. But I'm here and I'm going to give you what I can um, for tonight. And if I have to do a part two, so be it. But I refuse to not try. So again, thank you. Shout out to Tiffany Matthias, aka Phoenix, for jumping on in the back office and getting me all the way together. Because I was like, look, I'll just try another night. Like, it is what it is. But um, but no, I'm not going to give in in that way. Like, psh, bump that. Like, prayer is both offensive and defensive. And so I said a prayer and was like, you're already defeated, but you steadily be trying it. Like, that's another conversation for another day. Let me try to get into these notes. So as I mentioned, I have a really bad headache. My allergies are acting up. Um, and then the sound was tripping. And I know it, that's because of what I had to share tonight is clearly impactful. Because how many know, look, and my lash is lifting up. Look at this. Like when I tell y'all <laughs> all the issues. But how many of y'all know when you are doing something significant and impactful that blesses others, you are always at war. You're at war with yourself. You're at war with others. And of course, the enemy, the enemy is going to be at war with you. And so if my sound does start to act up again, please just drop it in the chat and let me know. And I'll just go ahead and try again next week or the week after whenever I'm not traveling because I will be on travel for a couple of weeks and won't be with you. Um, but I promise to make up for the time. So let me jump in and give you the best of what I got. So first off, um, sending love and prayers to the family of Tina Turner. We have certainly lost an icon. An icon. Um, I mean, wow, she's had a full life, and it's, but it's never easy, right? It is never easy to, um, to lose anyone that we all admired um, and revered and really just appreciated, not just her talent, but her story. And so they're definitely sending lots of love and comfort and my deepest condolences and sympathy to that family. 
to the uh, to the family of Tina Turner. So let me share a little bit about why this series was important. And maybe that'll give you some understanding as to why I'm being messed with tonight. Like, why is the enemy coming from the team? She ain't nobody special, but let me tell you why. Uh, many of you have heard of my Savage Healing Journey, which is really a part of my inward journey, right? I believe there are several parts to this thing that I call my inward journey. Uh, it includes intentional healing, which I refer to as savage, emotional wellness, mental transformation, healthy, holistic um, living that all leads to growth and maturation. And so I wanted to kick off this series known as... Um, Absolutely, Tiffany. Yes. Go ahead and drop those flowers and diamonds for the iconic queen um, who blessed and touched millions. Um, but as I was saying, um, you know, this next series that I want to introduce is known as um, as emotional wellness. I really am in a place where emotional wellness is just as important to me as my healing. Right. It actually is a complement to my healing. If you, you know, suffer from an injury and then, you know, you begin the healing process, most times you have to start some type of physical therapy in support of that. And so that's what I feel like emotional healing is. So real quick, before I go any further, I just want to make sure how am I on sound? Because y'all know I can't hear myself. So y'all have to keep me updated. Like, Natima, you still clear? You're still good. Am I still good on sound? Anybody? Just give me a thumbs up if I'm still good on sound. Good. Thank you, Colleen. Hello, beautiful. Thank you for being here. All right. So um, as I mentioned, you know, during this phase of my inward journey, I'm learning to process my emotions and develop emotional intelligence. And one of the things that keeps coming up for me, it came up in my savage healing journey. It's coming up now in my emotional wellness journey. Um, and just overall in this inward journey that I'm on is insecurity. And for those of you who know, I'm extremely transparent. I don't hide anything. I don't try to cover anything anymore. Like, I'm going to just be out there. And during the weekend, especially on Sunday, I was extremely insecure. Like, I felt like running and hiding. And this was technically my event. I mean, it was the Diamond Rider event. But as the leader, I can take ownership. It was my event. And yet, I did not want to be there. I wanted to just be somewhere else where no one could see me, where no one could take pictures of me, where I wasn't forced to talk to people. I literally did not feel good. And when I mean not feel good, I was healthy. I didn't have no headache like I do now. I didn't feel anything physical. I felt extremely inadequate and insecure. I felt inferior to the other speakers. I felt inferior to the vendors just an emotional attack, right? And so that's how real insecurity is for me. And I want you to know that if you struggle with it now or you should struggle with it in the past, or maybe you don't think you struggle with it, you probably do or have. And that's what I want to kind of talk about first. I want to um, talk about mirror, mirror. So mirror, mirror is just my way of trying to help you identify areas of insecurity that you might think you don't have. So we're going to go through some scenarios of where you might exhibit insecurity. Um, when you're in public, and I'm talking to the ladies, you're in public and you see a beautiful woman and you find a reason to pick her apart, whether you feel like her bundles 
are only 26 instead of 36. Or you feel like her butt might be fake. You think she had a BBL, and so you feel the need to comment on it. Or you feel like um, she's not pretty enough for the man she's with. That's your insecurity showing, sis. Um, let me see if I can think of one for the fellas. No, no, I can't. I can't because I'm a, I'm a woman. So, fellas, I'm sorry. Y'all gonna have to come up with your own. But for the ladies, um, you have a bestie, right? And she has other female friends. And for whatever reason, you don't like them. You have no valid reason for disliking them, but you just don't like them. That is what we call social insecurity, Right. And so that's what I was hoping to talk to you about tonight. I'm actually have to just probably do two and then come back for a part two. But what I wanted to tackle was insecurity in relationships, social insecurity, body image insecurity and job insecurity. Because y'all know my HR hat got to go on to help the people with job insecurity. I got some really great tips to help y'all kind of battle through that and to overcome that. Um, so, again, you know, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because it is something so real and so relevant for me. And so many of us face it. So many of us deal with it and don't even recognize it. Um, and one thing I want to be really clear on, ladies, jealousy and envy are not the same as insecurity. They are the byproduct of insecurity. And so I know some of you may say, oh, well, women are just jealous of me or women are just envious of me. Or women just hate on me. And that's usually because they are insecure. Um, there's something in them that makes them dislike you. And it's really because of them. So let me give you some definitions because y'all know I am a writer. I am the word nerd, the book enthusiast, the queen pen, whatever you want to call me. It all points back to my love for words. But I want to read to you the definition of insecurity. It says uncertainty or anxiety about oneself, lack of confidence the state of being open to danger or threat, lack of protection. And so when I read that to prepare for tonight, or, you know, this was like a couple of days ago when I was reading that, to prepare for tonight, I was like, how does it pose a threat or danger? You know, um, and I'm not talking physical insecurity. I'm talking emotional. Can we feel threatened emotional? And so one of the things I realized in my study is that outwardly, when we feel insecure, we become defensive, we lash out, um, we become combative, um, we belittle the source or the perceived threat by making them feel less than so that we feel a little bit better. And that only lasts for a moment, right? How many of us, to be honest, I used to do it. I used to try to tear down another sister because she actually made me feel insecure because she was either confident or beautiful or tall, because y'all know I've always wanted to be tall, or she was chocolate. Y'all know I've always wanted to be darker. And so I would get around women like that and all of a sudden attack them. And they didn't do anything to me. But simply because I felt insecure in that moment, it made me feel a little bit better to attack them. And so we feel insecure when we feel like one of our weaknesses or our flaws or what we lack is exposed. That is when our insecurity is triggered. So whether it's, you know, my weakness to me, this is my opinion. My weakness to me is that I'm not dark skinned. I've always wanted to be dark skinned. Like that is no secret. Everyone knows that. I had an episode on colorism. I constantly admit and confess that. I've always wanted to be a chocolate woman. They are the most amazingly beautiful things I've ever seen. Not to say my light skinned sisters are not y'all cute, 
but I've always wanted to be dark. Like I have dark skin family members. My dad is chocolate. So that's something I've always wanted. And so when I would be around dark skin women, I would get immediately insecure. And it was because it was something that I lacked. I felt like I was lacking melanin. I was lacking pigment, right? And so it would immediately trigger that insecurity because I felt exposed. Like, man, I'm the only light skin person here. They're going to pick on me. They're going to call me light, bright, close to white. And so that's where that insecurity was built. And so anyway, my point is when we perceive, you know, an, a threat in any way, we start to lash out. And then how that shows up inwardly is that we belittle, our, we belittle ourselves, we loathe ourselves, that self-loathing is so dangerous, but we do it, right? Um, or we just believe our insecurities are our own fault. Like it ain't my fault. I was born light skinned and lived in a, a, a predominantly, you know, Caribbean and, and black neighborhood, Afro Latino neighborhood. Ain't my fault. But the result of that built insecurities in me where I hated being light skinned because everybody around me was chocolate. I even had chocolate family members who would make fun of me being light skinned. Right. And so that insecurity wasn't mine, but it's something that I adopted. It's something that I inherited because of my situation and my environment. And so I just want to first point out your insecurities are not always your fault. Okay. But it is your responsibility to heal them. All right. So I just want to make that clear. Now, as I mentioned, I don't have a ton of time clearly because of sound, but I do want to at least cover one of the topics that I worked so hard to prepare for tonight. And believe me, y'all, like, I got a lot of notes because y'all know I don't play. Like I study to show myself approved. Like I like to study and give you real content and information that you that's applicable that you can apply. Um, relationship insecurity going to take way too long. Is that's that's too long of a subject. We're gonna be here all night, so I will bring that one back. Um, but I will at least touch on social insecurity, and that's a big one for me um, because I see it in my children and my daughters. They don't like their friends having other friends. It makes them feel like it takes away from their friendship with the other young ladies and the little girls that they're cool with. Um, social insecurity can show up in a lot of ways. You go to an event and you walk in the room and you think everybody's talking about you. Mind you, they was in conversation before you stepped in the room, but because of your social insecurity and your social anxiety, you assume that these very people that were in this space before you got there just happens to be talking about you. That is a way that your insecurity shows up. Uh, you're worried that people are out to hurt you. So everyone you meet, you assume they want to harm you or they don't mean you well. Um, you're very guarded. You have trust issues. That, again, is how your insecurity shows up socially. A couple of more examples. Um, you talk bad about other people to make yourself feel better. We just talked about that, you know, attacking, attacking other women just because they make you feel some type of way. That also can fall under social um, insecurity, where in order to make yourself feel beautiful, you have to call someone else ugly. Knowing damn well that girl cute, right? And shout out to my diamonds who have an amazing way of complimenting one another. I'm going to go ahead and just put in this shameless plug right quick. I watch them all weekend, nurture each other, support each other, compliment one another, champion one another. And it's amazing to see because we don't see it very much, especially with all these stupid reality shows on television. The women are always backbiting and coming for each other. They're always throwing shade. I'm talking Palm Tree Central on a regular basis. 
So it's amazing to be around women who literally genuinely support one another and want the best for one another. And so I got to witness that all weekend long and it is dynamic. Like it is amazing to see. So shout out to my diamonds for loving each other authentically and for real, like in real life, right? So anyway, I'm sorry, going back to social um, insecurity. Um, as I mentioned, like I said, talking bad about people to make yourself feel better um, or trying to get others to dislike somebody, right? Y'all get on my nerves with that. And I'll say y'all because I ain't never did that. I, that's one area I will say, thank you, Lord. My insecurity did not show up. Show up. I was never trying to convince someone to dislike somebody else. Like what? We got to stop that. Work through that issue. Why don't you like the person? Because you could actually be missing out on a super dope connection because of your insecurity. You feel threatened by this young lady when really she could be somebody to bless your life. She could be somebody to partner with you. She could bring you to another level in life. She could introduce you to your husband. Girl, y'all better make better friends. Y'all better do better at making friends because you just don't know what that woman holds. You don't know what she has for you, but you're so insecure you don't want to connect with her. And then you don't want to let other people connect with her. That's poor. That's like poor esteem. That's, that's poor. That's a lot of things poor. Okay. Poor mentality, poor habits, poor social skills, all of that just falls under the window of poor, under the umbrella of poor. And so think about that. The next time you're trying to convince someone to dislike somebody, ask, them, ask yourself why you don't even like them. Do you have a valid reason for disliking someone? So I just, I just wanted to put that out there. I'm sorry, y'all. My daughter getting her hair braided and coming in here to show me her hair. Um, the other thing I want to say that falls under social insecurity, and it actually could fall under both social insecurity and relationship insecurity, but y'all women out here doing these appreciation posts, like these self-appreciation posts. Let me let you know that ego is the cousin of insecurity. You boosting your ego socially is really the biggest red flag that I don't believe any of this that I just said about myself. Because if you did feel that way about you, you don't have to be the one to brag about it. I don't, I don't never see Tiffany. My, the Phoenix is one of the dopest women ever. She's resilient. She perseveres better than anyone I know. She sets a goal and chases that thing until she tackles it. Until she stops her goal. Okay. She ain't out here telling the world that that's what she do. And that's who she is. She lives as who she is. She shows up for the world every day as herself. And the rest of us brag about her. So those appreciation posts and self-love posts, y'all are confusing self-love with self-centeredness. Okay? My good friend Tiffany Bathia was here this weekend. Shout out to her and Save Black Girl podcast. But we had a really great conversation about the blurred line between self-love and self-centeredness. Like, if your self-love forces you to disrespect someone, that's not self-love. You're self-centered, okay? And that's what a lot of these posts are. You, that's not self-love. That's self. You, it's all about you. And so really think it because there's a fine line. And of course, we pervert the world perverts everything that God intended for good. The enemy going to come in with his version of it, which is usually distorted and trifling. And so self-love is healthy. It is. But self-love should never cause you to disrespect someone else in the name of self-love. Have boundaries. When you have boundaries in place, you ain't got to disrespect nobody. 
You can love yourself without being disrespectful to somebody else. Let that marinate, okay? That, that was free. That was free. So again, these self-appreciation posts and the I love myself posts and I'm half naked and you know I'm saying I'm loving on me. No, you're not. No, you're not. Mm -mm. That's not what you're doing. No, not at all. That's not what you're doing. And let me just say this. Insecurity breeds low self-esteem. They go hand in hand. When you're insecure, you likely have low self-esteem. When you're insecure, you likely have a negative self-image. When you are insecure, you usually have trust issues. Okay? And you usually have anxiety. And how do I know this? Because she be insecure. I still battle insecurity to this day. I just shared an example of what I did on Sunday. At my own event, I wanted to run and hide and nobody see me because I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel smart. I felt like an imposter. I, I, I felt like I didn't deserve to be celebrated. My diamonds had given me this beautiful award and I literally felt like I didn't deserve it. Like I, I, My insecurity couldn't even allow me to be in the moment and enjoy the fruit of my labor. I was looking out at a room of my harvest. That was my harvest. I did that work. I planted those seeds and I couldn't even enjoy it because insecurity was like, you're not good enough. You don't deserve this. This ain't for you. You're fake. You're phony. You're not real. You're an imposter. You didn't do all of this. That was my insecurity speaking because everybody else was saying, Natila, you are so dope. This is amazing. This is awesome. I'm so full. Thank you for your yes. Thank you for your obedience. My insecurity was like, girl, bye. You suck. And so when I tell you I recognize the things I just I just ran off and listed off because I'm struggling with them to this day. And so as I'm getting help for me, I want to give you some help, too. Um, as I mentioned, I did have some others. I want to talk about body image insecurity, job insecurity and definitely insecurity in relationships. Um, it's already nine o'clock. So clearly I do have to end the show. I told y'all I'm doing everything with intention and gratitude. And I'm grateful for rest, y'all. I'm grateful to be able to get off this podcast at 9 o'clock on a Wednesday night and go to bed. So I am not going to push myself. I could go another half hour and just keep y'all to 9.30, but then I'm, I'm crossing my own boundaries. I've set boundaries for myself, for self-care, and that is you got till 9 o'clock on Wednesdays. I, I am not going to push this show, but I pray that you'll come back and get more from me. I literally have... Pages and pages of notes, because y'all know I study. I love to feed you with words and the word and with information. And so I hope what I was able to share in this very short time was helpful. I hope it begins to open your mind and get you thinking about insecurity and um, identifying where it's popping up and showing up in your life. And I promise to come back with part two on my next Wednesday wind down and give you the rest of these points that I have. But until then... Continue to hustle and shine. Good night, y'all. I'm going to bed. <laughs>